What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Two Worlds Podcast. I'm Jake, and with me, as always, is the Toby to my Daydara. It's Casey. What's up, dude? Not much, man. Um, Fire Emblem? (laughs) Or Harry Harry Potter, maybe? Naruto. Oh, okay. That's all right. Is that the uh, dog guy and his pet dog? No, but that is a good one for a future okay intro which which two are you like you just describe them because i probably have seen them before i just don't know names so i don't even know why i made myself daydara because i hate daydara but he's the one that he's um a part of the uh the bad guy group he's got mouths in his hands and he does explosive clay i guess i've not seen that that must have been after i quit like you know watching any of it on toonami and then Toby is like the guy, he's like the silly guy that, that runs around with him and is like a total goofball. He has one of the masks that swirls into like a butthole. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm glad I'm butthole mask guy. Yeah, but you're funny and I'm just <laughs> unlikable, which I don't think is actually true, but like, you're like, I just have these weird hands and like your hand mouths <laughs> open up on your hands. <laughs> Old butthole face and mouth hand guy. <laughs> That's going to be the name of the episode. <laughs> All right. How was your week, man? Not too bad. Me and uh, the lovely girlfriend decided to celebrate Valentine's Day late. And we went to Tennessee and, and you know, it did not last near as long as what either of us had hoped for. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> Like it was just like a quick trip or something happened and you had to cut it short. No, like it was just a quick trip. Like we got there on Friday and then it was just like, okay, we're, well, we had like dinner reservations for this fancy place. And I took a shower and like our shower was messed up in the hotel room. So I went and told them and they're like, oh, we'll send maintenance up. And the maintenance is like, oh yeah, the shower heads broke. We'll just either give you a new room or you can just take baths. And we're like, new room, please. (laughs) (laughs) So then we got our new room. But by the time we got everything moved and all that stuff, our dinner reservations were done. So we're like, okay, well, crap. You know, because like it was like also a 20 minute drive from where we were to the hotel. things like crap we'll just get barbecue so we went and got some barbecue and like we'll do it tomorrow and then we couldn't get reservations for that place they were done for you know saturday they were already full up and then we're leaving sunday so we're like oh okay (laughs) (laughs) sounds like the hotel is just trying to set up romantic baths for you guys i guess so and and she was not having it so no baths (laughs) for us what about you man you have a good weekend uh yeah it was solid i just played a lot of video games if i'm honest uh brielle and i started watching uh demon slayer season two she uh she watched season one on her own and liked it so now we're getting through this together which is cool um is it cool or kind of annoying where you have to now be like, I have to wait on her when I could have finished it in a day? Um, it's not like I've read the I've read the manga, Ooh, so okay. I already know how the show ends. Uh, I just like the animation, especially for season two, is bonkers. Like, 
like one punch man season one good in my opinion and uh so it's just cool to see some of those fights animated and whatnot um but if it were another show it'd be a different story because sometimes it's like pulling teeth to get her to watch something but you know know some, some people just can't so yeah i mean that's how i'm getting that's how i realize like i think i've might have said this on the podcast before we set in real life where it's like that's how i realize i'm getting old where i'm like oh i'm binging stuff is not something i'm into anymore it's like i want a weekly show it's like right. one show a week and i can just be like well <laughs> catch you next week buddy <laughs> right and we do plenty of those too like you i've already told you we watch a lot of cooking shows pretty much yeah. anything with gordon ramsay in it and uh but the one that we're watching now, his new show, Next Level Chef. Have you seen that? I haven't. Okay. Well, it's got like one more episode. So it's like, well, there's our weekly show gone. And yeah. we finish Boba. So like, that's our weekly show gone. <laughs> like we need the next one to pop up. Well, there's that new one. I don't know if she's into it, but that's by the people that made Downton Abbey. That's going to be on HBO Max. I think it might be out already. I don't know. I'm not like, that's not on my radar to see advertisements for it. I don't know what that is. Uh, it's like, it's an HBO Max show. It's like from the creators of Downton Abbey. And then like in all the commercials, it's always like, oh, they're new money. We're old money. And then, you know, it's like, they're very <laughs> posh. It's like in America though, you know, so it's just like, oh, get out of here. Huh. I mean, I'd probably like it. You know, I love Downton yeah. Abbey. Yeah, that was my thought. I mean, it's just going to be them like, doing rich people stuff and then complaining that this person's not the same kind of rich they are right (laughs) man i'll tell you what though i really do want to watch that show coming out on hbo max about the lakers back in the day oh same man that looks so good good. yeah but anyway uh we can get into the news now casey's just chock full of news this week so did you see all the uh, super bowl trailers too by the way did you watch all of the all right what'd you think of the uh old moon knight one um i mean there wasn't much to it really it was like teaser number two suit still looks cool in my opinion and i Um, i think uh it's gonna be a very well shot show i mean like that cool when he's jumping and the makes the you know crescent thing yeah that was like straight out of comic books that looked really cool yeah i agree and obviously uh the lord of the rings one was neat and the doctor strange one was pretty neat so i'm and i mean we're getting patrick stewart so that's uh that's you know pretty wild i almost said swayze which would have been even crazier Yeah, that would have been way out of left field. <laughs> it's like he faked his death. Like, that's how serious Kevin Feige takes this stuff. <laughs> um, before you get into it, though, I just realized that uh, that we have a YouTube comment from oh. our question last week about uh, trading characters. So uh, this one comes from Preston. Hello, Preston. He said, uh, when it comes to swapping characters... I would love to see the Swamp Thing, Man-Thing swap, but to me that means Constantine has to come over too, and I can't think of who I would swap John for in the Marvel Universe. I can only imagine Constantine swapping with Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme Constantine. 
And I have to say that would be a pretty fun book in my opinion. It would, but I will say it's a pretty lopsided swap. Like I think you'd have to, I think it'd have to be like someone like a blade tier, like uh brother voodoo tier instead of Dr. Strange, <laughs> you know? And plus yeah. like, if you get doc, like Dr. Strange has a much more fun personality, in my opinion, than Dr. Fate, you want Dr. Fate and Constantine, you know, basically just being d bags to each other that would be a lot more fun you know and like right. so i think i think you know if you do like a uh, a combo like of like voodoo and blade for constantine i think that, that would work yeah fair enough but uh thanks for for playing along preston we appreciate yeah. it uh but anyway casey i will let you get into your news Speaking of like A tier characters, Warner Brothers is developing a Wonder Twins movie for HBO Max. It's going to be written directed by Adam. Uh, I'm going to try to read this name and not butcher it. Sightskill. Uh, sure. But yeah, uh, this I think this is the same director for Black Adam. That's what it was sounding, or he had something to do with Black Adam, but. I don't know who this is for. Like, I really don't get it. I don't know who's going to be like, who's clamoring for this, why this is a thing. It seems very much like when they try, like DC tried to really push vibe. It's like, no, use characters people like. Don't give this stuff to the Wonder Twins. Like, get out of here. What do you think, man? Uh, it's, it is an odd choice. It kind of just depends on what tone they're going with. Like, dark and gritty i hope <laughs> yeah i mean the right? same universe as the batman <laughs> and uh you know when i was a kid i watched that cartoon with the wonder super Twins. friends yeah all the time on boomerang and like even as a kid i was like and these guys are kind of lame and yeah. I'm, you know like i shouldn't have thought that as a kid like that's who it was made for so i i don't know i was like yeah, I mean, the monkey's cool, but... I always thought the girl was cool, too. But I was like, if me and my sister, since, you know, like, I come from a family of nerds, would play Wonder Twins, I was like, I don't want to be Zan. <laughs> I don't want to turn into water. Yeah, it was all, it's always a bucket of water. Yeah. It's like, dude, you're so lame. The coolest part was the Wonder Twins activate part. Yeah. There was one episode where he turned into an ice monster, which I was like, that's pretty cool. But he only did it to trick the bad guy. So the bad guy's like, my ice monster attack. And then it's like, huh, it's me. And he's like, ah, <laughs> you foiled me. <laughs> but did you ever see the, uh, it was like the PSA where it was like the Wonder Twins doing their thing. And it's like, and then, you know, she's like, oh yeah, I can turn into this. And he's like, I can turn into a bucket of water. It's like, <laughs> a sponge could beat me and doesn't even have to be an evil sponge <laughs> and like you know she ends up just leaving and then like the the janitor just comes in starts mopping right <laughs> yeah that, that was like the best thing to come out of wonder twins yeah i mean until this movie comes out maybe well yeah we'll see uh do do another one you've got you've got okay. a lot so this is like not a lot's come out about this it's not even for sure if it's gonna be like a whole movie verse but like some of the stuff like it's also hard to understand for sure what's going on because you're getting it from translations but we're getting a shin universe so it's shin godzilla shin ultraman um shin uh common rider and um shin evangelion they're all going to be combining somehow some people are thinking it's just gonna be product product related because we already had evangelion and godzilla products combined or it might be like digital ride related or anything like that 
So it's not for sure known what's going to happen, but the fact that it's, they said it, they want to do um, a like, Oh, uh, Marvel style universe with it though. So like if we could be getting these different companies all working together, because none of them are owned by the same production company. So like if they're all working together to do this, that could be incredible. And it, you know, like it could lead to what everyone wants a Shin Gamera and the Shin universe. Like that would be outstanding. And I'm pretty excited. So when you say Shin Evangelion, we're talking like Neon Genesis Evangelion? Yes. Okay. So like, I mean, you can look it up. It's because I'm pretty sure, like 98% sure, the dude that dire- that's directing all of these, I don't know the dude's name off the top of my head. He also was one of the creators of Evangelion or Evangelion or okay. I think that overall that's pretty exciting, but yeah, here is my anime hot take. Evangelion sucks. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Like that's, and that's what's funny. It's like, that seems like that's the one of the two takes it's either this sucks or this is so good. Like my nephew is obsessed with it right now. Dude, I question his taste. Um, <laughs> you know, people, people, it's, it's like it's like the Rick and Morty fans. The people that like Evangelion are like, oh, well, if you don't like it, you just don't get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you got to be pretty smart. It's like, shut up. It doesn't entertain me. Like, animation's amazing. Uh the two girls, I think it's Ray and Cup. and I'm forgetting the other one, but uh, like they're fun sometimes, but the one's pretty annoying. But dude, the main character just sucks. And uh, I don't know. I've got I've got a few friends that like really, really love that show. And are, there are certain things about it I can appreciate. But dude that being part of all this other stuff like that's the one thing where i'm like i couldn't give a crap about that that's i mean that's how i feel with it too because i've never watched it and it's also just one of the ones where i'm like i don't have much interest in it but because like i'll hear dom talk about it and i'll be like i'm glad you like it buddy but it's not my cup of tea (laughs) right i I hope that like in this whole big universe thing, like I know you probably want lots of crossovers with all those characters, but I hope that it's one of those things where like I can watch the others and just if, if even Jellion stuff happens, like I can just appreciate it without having to watch all of that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how it's going to work. If it's going to be all animated, which I'm assuming it kind of has to be, you know, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very much interested in it. I'm just pumped for Shin Ultraman and uh, Shin Kamen Rider as it is. So should be right. great. Um, so I I, I was kind of shocked that I beat you to this this week because you are a much bigger fan of this out of the two of us. But Netflix confirmed that they're going to be doing a film adaptation of Bioshock. Yeah, when we got the text about that happening from our buddy levi i was like just working on a tractor and so by the time i got my hands clean enough to type anything out you'd already got it in the notes i'm like okay he got this one well I, you know i don't want to be that guy but i had already done it before oh, okay. he texted that 
but I, okay. I wanted I wanted to share in the excitement. I didn't want to yeah. be that guy that's like already saw it, you know. Yeah, that'd be really funny. He, <laughs> Levi's listening to this now, and just like a tear is streaming from his eye. He's right, like, he I saw know. It. But no, I mean, I'm pretty pumped for it. It should like there's some people that are like, oh, it does like it doesn't need to be a movie, but I think it should be pretty cool. Especially, I mean, there's so many different routes they could go. I mean, do you think it'll be just like an adaptation of that story, or do you think they're gonna do something totally different? they'll do something totally different but they shouldn't they should just make an adaptation of that story because no one go, no one that's played bioshock goes you know what make this better if some executive decided how to make it better <laughs> right <laughs> so yeah. i mean it'd just be good if they they stream maybe streamlined a little bit more and just kept bioshock one and just be like here we go we'll do shoot two endings too the good and the bad bingo bingo bongo we're done <laughs> Right. Um, so J.J. Abrams is producing a new Star Trek movie directed by uh, WandaVision's Matt Shackham. Uh, Pine, Saldana, Quinto, Carl Urban, uh, Cho, and Peg are all set to return. I'm pretty like mediocrely excited about this. The last Star Trek 3 was actually really, really good if you watch that one. I actually didn't. I watched 1 and 2 and didn't watch 3. Yeah, like I didn't like two, so I wasn't excited for three. But then when I was like, ah, I'll watch it. I'm watching. It's actually pretty awesome. Simon Pegg did a really good job. I think he wrote that one. And it's actually really, really good. And so this should be pretty, pretty good. The, the cast is already great. The cast is great. I think the really at the time, the only reason I didn't watch it is because in the trailer, they were like riding dirt bikes. And I was like, ah, I don't need to see this one. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things where I think even Peg was tweeting about this where the advertising was very poor to get the point across like i'm not a big star trek guy but it was the one that like felt the most like a like proper star trek out of all of them like for the the things that i know about star trek like it seemed like more in line with that versus the other ones well simon peg wrote it i believe that yeah i mean (laughs) it it just felt it it's a it was really really cool really neat like there's different things about it that weren't like you know amazing but i'm also like i said not the biggest star trek fan so but yeah i would i'd still recommend it anyone you know anyone that's listening and going oh, maybe i'll watch a science fiction film one of these nights and then they can go with that one <laughs> well i'm one of them now there you go man uh peacemaker has also been renewed for a second season kind of surprising no one right have you watched any of that yet uh no but what like I said last time, I really do want to. I, I'm just hearing crazy awesome things about it. Yeah. I saw the uh, spoilers for the last episode. That was pretty fun. Yeah, go ahead and say it. Why not? Uh, you get uh, the Justice League show up, but like it's only outline, like shadowed outlines of Wonder Woman and Superman. Batman and Cyborg weren't allowed to be there. And then... Um, which makes no sense well like i think batman because they're getting rid of batman and they're gonna put back in place of them you know and <laughs> and then with cyborg it's they just have a, a grudge it sounds like but um and then like peacemaker walks through and he's just like you know, he, he basically it's like oh it took you guys long enough and then he says aquaman screws fish and then he's like i'm getting really and then like then it's actually jason momoa though and he's like i'm getting really sick and tired of that and then ezra miller's like well you do don't you he's like f you 
<laughs> well, I'll watch it sooner rather than later. I, I just I'm hearing too much about it at this point yeah. to not. And then this one is going to get you very excited. Paramount has officially greenlit a third Sonic movie and a Knuckles spinoff series that's going to be on Paramount Plus. I mean, this I only like the one thing that's on my mind is are we getting even closer to a Pinder's led Sonic universe? <laughs> as much as the fans really want that, I just don't think it's happening. I mean, we can, we can just dream, I guess. Yeah. We can, uh, we can start the revolution on Twitter. <laughs> Let's get a hashtag going. Uh, I'm very, really, really excited for that though. I, Love the first one. I'm super stoked for the second one. I think it looks great. And um, I think overall Sonic fans are really digging all this stuff too. I wonder if they're going to kind of do like how I vaguely remember Sonic X that really like what I watched of it wasn't very good TV show. If like they're going to slowly phase out the humans and just go like all Sonic characters. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because it's just like we had to bring him in bring James Marsden in like you know the first couple movies but then like slow he's just gonna go gonna go away it's gonna be Jim Carrey dealing with CGI characters from here on out (laughs) which is what Jim Carrey sees at all times anyway (laughs) (laughs) um I don't know I think uh well first of all Sonic X say what you want about that that anime like animation was amazing it was it was just like it was the theme song will get stuck in your head for years it already is like i was just thinking about like sonic has a gun sonic (laughs) number one yeah (laughs) gotta go fast but But, um no but it just just had the the problem of a lot of animated series where it's just like let's toss in you know this thing that every kid loves let's just also add in a small child to it that no kid will ever like that's gonna make it great and you know right could not stand the main character in that show fair enough i i think it's really cool that knuckles is getting a spinoff though like i think that has crazy potential um I mean, you know how much I loved his spinoff miniseries of comics back in the day. They're like really hard to find right now. But uh, if it's just him like trying to protect the Chaos Emerald, uh, maybe add in Rouge the Bat or something like that. I don't know. I just think Mighty potential. And the rest of the the boys. Yeah. Mighty and the boys. Then we get a chaotic spinoff. There we go. Build up the whole universe. Yeah. And then then finally you know have a crossover with the uh mario movie that's coming out starring chris pratt and then we get <laughs> super smash bros i'm hoping for an olympic games movie yeah for, first the olympic games <laughs> and then pac-man's watching olympic games that's how like one of the men's and he's like i'm going i mean i need to be a part of this and then he's picking you know picks the fight and then boom, right it's done <laughs> see we just did all the work for him yeah i mean in all fairness this is already done this is like this is their whole timeline. Oh, <laughs> summer Games, Olympic Winter Games, Pac-Man movie, and then Smash Bros. And that's that's just phase one. Yeah, of course. All right, so uh, Aquaman's getting a new Black Label series called Aquaman Andromeda. It's supposed to be a psychological horror comic, and it's written by Ram V and Christian Ward. You checking this out? Uh, yeah, probably. 
I hope it's not prestige plus format, but who knows? I bet you it will be. <laughs> uh, it sounds cool though. And I think Christian Ward drawing, you know, Atlantean psychological horror stuff is going to look incredible. The, the stuff I saw already does like, it's yeah. going to be insanely cool. Right. Well, you want me to keep going or you got, yeah, why not? Okay, man. I mean, I just figured you hadn't had, had you know, had something to say. Uh, I only got two more things. <laughs> okay. So Matt Reeves is in talk to do a Catwoman spinoff series on HBO max should be pretty cool. I mean, like I think HBO max, since they already got a, <laughs> Um, Gotham PD one going and like he's trying to get them to do a Catwoman it's like why wouldn't you I already have a feeling she's going to be the breakout character from this movie but would you want to would you watch that uh, yeah I mean really anything at this point if I'm honest yeah (laughs) and uh, Toho is going to release a new um, Godzilla or a new Kaiju movie I'm trying to find thing really quick i have the link but i I found a better one that you know was a little bit more concise Uh, according to kaiju news outlet the uh they have a new film coming out it's a new kaiju film is currently under development at toho the company has issued a call for extras in its official godzilla plus app for a new kaiju film director uh from director takashi yamazaki the upcoming project will be set during 1945 to 1947 era japan and filming will reportedly begin next month. That's all that's really known about this. But a lot of people are thinking it's going to be another, you know, Godzilla-like thing. And I'm, like, pretty pumped for it. I I mean, if it's even if it's not Godzilla, it's just a new monster. It should still be awesome. Right. I think that's very exciting. I know how much you love that Toho. Yeah. Old Toho blowhole. Am I right? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Um, now this one is going to get you very excited. Blue's Clues movie is happening and it's going to be like a Spider-Man No Way Home. We're getting all of the guys. We're getting Joe. We're getting Steve. We're getting Kyle. I don't know the new one's name. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know there was a new one. Yeah. Because uh, he's like, because basically it's Joe was the original one. No, C was the original one. And then his brother Joe took over and then they canceled it after a while. And then this new guy came in and that's their cousin or nephew or something. But uh, I was just hoping like, <laughs> this is what I wrote in the notes because I thought it would be funny is I hope they don't kill Mrs. Pepper. <laughs> the best character. Yeah. What was uh, the, they had a baby paprika. Uh, I think, well, because, okay, I Googled it because I thought Salt was the lady when I first, when I I was typing it up, but then I was like, oh, it's Mrs. Pepper, Mr. Salt, and they gave birth, I think, to Cinnamon. Cinnamon? Am I I going crazy? I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I misread, but I thought that's what I read from the Blue's Clues Wikipedia page. (laughs) Uh... Yeah, they, there's both of both of them are the children. There's oh, so they had Brica. Okay, so we were both right. Look at that. Yeah, but I mean, are you? Do you think they're gonna finally solve the mystery of who killed Blue's parents? <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, I think that was just in some fanfic that you read. Wrote. 
but okay. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> oh boy. Um, Netflix finally announced Stranger Things season four is uh, release date for May 27th for the first half and then July 1st for the second half. It's like, what's the point of doing it in two halves, especially when it's that close together? It's one thing when you go like, ah, this first one's going to come out in April and this other one's going to come out in December. But when it's like a month apart, why? Uh, I don't really know, to be honest. Kind of bizarre. Yeah, but I'm pretty excited. I've been pretty excited about that since, you know, three years ago. So yeah, should be pretty cool. I I mean, I have only seen the, the first season. Yeah, you weren't into it? It was good. I just uh, just didn't ever watch anymore. I mean, it's like two years between seasons and I forget about it. Yeah, you're like, I'm just going to wait the 20 years until it's all done. And then I'm going to finally watch it. Yeah, exactly. When Millie Bobby Brown's 50. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, So this one was like the most hype I've been this week. And that's saying something because of that Sonic news. Yeah. Uh, We're getting a Lord of the Rings anime. It's called War of the Rohirrim. It's set two centuries before The Hobbit. And it's coming out in April of 2024. It's going to explore Helm Hammerhand, who is the king of Rohan, and uh, the creation of Helm's Deep. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fighting, and it's going to look amazing. <laughs> okay, so I have a genuine question. It might sound like I'm being goofy, but since it's two centuries, first off, how long is that really in like Lord of the Rings time? Is that like just the life of like one Hobbit? Um, you know, I, I mean, like, it seems well, like everyone lives for forever there. Well, okay, so Bilbo was he was like 111 when he left. He, you know, he did a, his disappearing act and left, but the ring like prolonged his life. Yeah. So. Uh, so I, I'd say that's like a couple of lifetimes for okay. for hobbits, but like uh, one for an elf at least, right? Actually, I think I think two hundred is kind of young for an elf. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely we'll probably see some characters that that we're familiar with, but okay. uh, yeah, I wasn't sure if this was going to be like like how you know like with their time timeline if it was going to be like you know like oh closer to this new up ep- new show or is it going to be kind of like between it'd be like between the last battle right and then like the hobbit not the last battle but the first you know the, where he cuts the dude's hand off sauron's hand off and takes the ring <laughs> oh right 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 yeah yeah it'll be it'll be closer to that than uh than the new show because the new show takes place in the second age which is like way before this point so i, gotcha. I think this is just like uh Amazon got Lord of the Rings and now they have unlimited money. So they're just going to put out whatever. And uh, I think this one's going to hit. So I hope not. Not I know this sounds mean, but I hope that they end up doing like they run out of ideas and they do like the 80s style animation stuff where they're like, we're going to do Lord of the Rings 2055. And it's just like, you know, this uh, Hobbit that's like got a space suit and the ring his ring you know like it's like a you know gauntlet that shoots laser beams and stuff (laughs) 
<laughs> that makes me want to end this podcast forever. <laughs> it's like, and then like, you know, his sword glows blue because it's just a lightsaber. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I, you got, uh, you, you've won me over. Now with lightsabers and, and fros. Well, <laughs> Here's to hoping that that doesn't happen. Okay. No, yeah, fair but. enough. <laughs> is that something you'll watch though? Is like, uh, I know you're like a fan, but uh, you know, I might. But here's the main problem: it's with the Amazon Prime stuff. It's the same thing as like Disney Plus. I forget it's a thing. Like honestly, so it's just like it'd be hard. It's gonna be hard for me to remember you, that. This you won't forget though, because I'm not gonna shut up about it. <laughs> fair enough, man. I mean, I'll probably check out unless you're unless you go, dude. This was horrible, and I liked <laughs> The Hobbit. <laughs> <sighs> There's some redeeming qualities about that trilogy, just not as many as you'd want. Yeah, I mean, I saw the first one. I was like, "There's two more three hours of this? No, thank you." Like, we saw that one in theaters, and I was just like, "I'm good." <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was old Peter Jackson being forced to stretch out a 200 page book. And he was like, Oh gosh, I guess I'll add the river scene. <laughs> I mean, in all fairness, Peter Jackson made King Kong into a three hour plus movie. So I don't think he has problems stretching things out. Right. I mean, no, no offense, but, uh, but I'll take the Hobbit trilogy over that King Kong movie any day. I would take you stabbing me in the knees <laughs> with uh, like bamboo stabbing rods over the King Kong movie. Yeah, I know. I know that's a, that's a touchy subject for you. Yeah, it always annoys me when people talk about like I'll listen to like these kaiju podcasts and I'm like, I don't get why you guys like this. He literally spent ten minutes just staring at a mountain. <laughs> You just don't get it, bro. Yeah, and then and then they'll be like, "Oh man, the way way Naomi, Naomi Watts pretends to fall in love with the monkey, it makes it makes perfect sense." Or when uh, King I almost a Donkey Kong, King Kong is spinning on his butt in the ice. Oh, that's so good! It's like, get out of here. <laughs> okay, but the giant bug scene still creeps me out. Like, no, I mean this is this is the thing. It's like Peter Jackson, outside of like overshooting stuff like he could have trimmed that movie down to two hours and it would have been good but outside of overshooting stuff like he does stuff awesome like the stuff when they're on skull island is creepy and it's cool outside of like i don't like how he did the uh natives there because it's just like the natives on the other one were way more interesting this is just like ah we got leftover orcs <laughs> no, right <laughs> but you know whatever and this isn't the kong cast sadly so we can we can move on from that fair enough (laughs) i can do my last one if you'd like no i was just gonna say really quick scale of one to ten excitement levels for amazon owning you know lord of the rings and you're just getting all of the lord of the rings stuff because they want their own cinematic universe that's that's hard to say because what if the show sucks you know like yeah i mean potentially the answer is 10 it just needs to be good and they're saying that they're talking with the the token um, estate or whatever to make sure that things are being done right but i mean people people say that all the time about whatever they're working on yeah um i want to be hopeful that super bowl trailer 
it got me hyped. I have some minor gripes, specifically. Gosh, we're really we're we're in a tailspin here, but yeah. uh, just real quick, if you look at the dwarves and like the elves that we see in the the quick glimpses of the trailer, the armor doesn't look as elven or dwarven <clears throat> i'm putting that in quotes as we get in the lord of the rings movies and that bugs me but i also need to, s- to remember that it's way before that time yeah. period so i'm trying not to let it bother me too much it's just like everything looked so good in the the movies that i i just i need that for the show and maybe yeah. they'll give it to me who knows but uh but anyway i you know it's out of 10 right now. If the okay. show sucks, that'll plummet. Okay, I thought of a really stupid thing that's not going to happen. That's going to get you excited, though, and it makes you wish it would happen. What if like this does really well, and so like Netflix or Hulu or whoever decide, you know, we need a series like this for hours, and so then they just decide to do a Red Bull universe. How excited would you be for that? <laughs> Incredibly excited. That's dude. what I figured. <laughs> I thought for a long time that just animated or uh, or just like C- like good CGI, like that that could absolutely work and it would be a big thing. I mean, dude, oh okay, so I was in Canada one time, the one time I was in Canada, and <laughs> they I was like what flipping through channels, they had a red wall TV show. Like it was animated and stuff. It looked cool. I never did. Like I just saw commercials for it, but it was like, and it was a thing. Right. So I don't know. I've seen clips of that from YouTube and I'm like, man, I would have just devoured this. As yeah. A kid. All right. So I'll just talk about this really quick. Amazon has kind of gutted comiXology. It's just taken like uh, a lot of people were complaining about. It. I didn't see much that was that different from the way I use it to now, but there's a lot of people that just hate this. Uh, they're trying to like get it to more on the, like, I think the website's completely gone. The Comixology website just redirects you to the Amazon website. So if you're using, you can put it all on the Kindle, all that type of stuff. They're just trying to basically go, you like comics, you like, you're a nerd, you like reading, here's a book. And it's like, you like books, you're a nerd, here's a comic. You know, just trying to get it all together Kindle-wise. But the app really hasn't changed that much from the little bit I was on it, but I'm not on it a lot. Not really an expert in that, but you know, it, it is what it is. I heard just from the grapevine that there was a rumor going around that uh, they were very worried. Like Amazon is very worried about a uh, St. Louis comic book shop. The Like it's a headquarters of comic <laughs> books or something. Yeah. We, we've got Amazon just shaking in their boots. Yeah. They're like, we can't, we can't compete with them. We got to, just cut and run right we're losing money on this (laughs) (laughs) i mean as a shop owner though it it does tickle me a bit that that the digital comics thing is failing um or not failing it's just that one avenue of it is but yeah uh but i mean that's whatever digital comics have been trying to be a thing for a long time at this point well, it's it's one of those things where it's so weird because it's like, I mean, with comic shops, you're you're you compete against other comic shops, kinda. But at the same time, it's also like, if I go to your shop and then you go, oh hey, 
I don't have Spider-Man Amazing Fancy, you know, 15 or whatever. I don't have Spider-Man number one or whatever. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to go to this other shop. I'm going to get it from there. You're like, okay, I can't do anything about this. <laughs> and like, and you could also then just go to another shop and be like, oh, hey, they got, you know, this comic I want. I'm buying, you know, they have all of Nightwing that I don't have. I'm going to get the whole stack and just take it back from my collection. With digital, you have Marvel going like, oh, we're going to run a sale to attack Comixology. And then DC's like, oh, we're going to do this thing to beat Comixology. It's just like, it's such a weird mismatch where they're all just competing against each other. So yeah, I mean, and I'm not surprised Comixology is like cutting back since they're having to compete directly against Marvel and directly against DC. Like there's no big DC shop right across the street that's like, <laughs> we're slashing our prices just to go after you. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. Uh, all right. My last thing, uh, I saved it for last just because it's actually comic book related, but Tom King announced his new series this week. I don't know if you saw it, Casey, but it's called Danger Street. And um, he's going to be doing that with artist Jorge Fornes, who he did Rorschach with. Um, and then Dave Stewart on the colors. But that's going to be a 12 issue series through Black Label. And it's described as uh, a multi-character series, deeply layered, or a, I'm sorry, I can't read. Multi-character, deeply layered crime drama starring reimagined versions of characters like Starman, the blue one, uh, Metamorpho, uh, the warlord as well, inspired by uh, the the 1970s DC series called First Issue Special. Um, I don't want to say anything good about Tom King, but like if he if he's going to do anything well, it's probably something like this. The reimagining thing worries worries me a little bit, um, especially when it comes to characters that I like, like Warlord Metamorpho. But I don't know, this this just seems like the most Tom King thing I've heard in a while where he's going to take obscure 70s characters and try to make them cool again. Yeah. And I do that in quotes because they're already cool. But Now, well, not all of them, because he's doing the, the rich kids one, too. And then like, <laughs> I, think, I think like Lady Cop or something like that. So. Yeah, Lady Cop for sure. The Creeper is another one. Oh, that sucks. I mean, I just don't want more characters being depressed. Uh, you know, I mean, it's like they're all it's just going to I don't know. I I'm just not a fan of his. And as a person or really as a writer anymore, it's just kind of like his stuff is kind of all hits the same beats. And yeah, it just this it's just like, why are you still getting work? Why are people keep buying this? But, you right. know, whatever. Right. And on a on an up note, though, I have some like really cool news here. Initiative is bringing together Marvel and DC to reprint Avengers and JLA for the first time since 2008 in honor of George Perez. The new book will be 244 pages softbound. It'll have the story and 64 pages of bonus content. Uh, basically, if you had the hardcover that came out a couple, you know, back, I'm assuming 2018 or 2008, um, it's gonna be the same thing, but soft. It's going to be limited to 7,000 copies and will retail for $29.99. But it's all going to Hero Initiative is the way I've understood it. So like 30 bucks, 7,000 copies. 
you know, whatever, like people and people are complaining about it. And I just found this tweet really interesting by our, uh, Richard Pace. It's at our pace on Twitter. Uh, he did a, like one of seven. So bear with me. Marvel and DC had no interest in going through the hurdles to make JLA and Avengers happen through an act of Will, Marie Javins, Jim Lee, Dan Buckley, and Sven Larson got their bosses to sign off on a limited run just to benefit Heroes Initiative. And some retailers and fans are angry. How dare they only do 7,000 copies? It's a charity book that uh, is only happening because the love there is for George, uh, George Prez and all the narcissists are raging over it. Jesus fed the multitudes with bread and fish, but some people in the crowd complain because of the carbs and the smell. Chicken and potatoes would have been smarter. Who's running this outfit? Don't be that guy. Stores are going to get one to three copies. Many already insisting they'll do an auction with everything going to Hero Initiative. I'm fine with that since it'll benefit the charity more despite the short print run. It means few of these will go into the fans' hands at $30 retail price. It also means that people who would eagerly get one, then pop it on eBay for their personal profit are shut out. I'm fine with that. Everyone complaining what the print run should have been needs to shut up. This is the best that could be done and only happen at all because the key people love George more than their employers love money. Your fear of missing out is nothing in the face of the good here initiative can do with this. I'm okay. Never getting my hands on a copy. If this means this charity George himself helps support can in turn support others in need. Some people really need to check themselves. So I really like that. I like the fact that they're doing this. I think it's really cool. Um, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where I think personally, the one thing I would say is Heroes Initiative has a website that they can just sell stuff on. They should just sell it there, maybe do auctions there versus it trying to do all the logistics of getting it sent to shops. But that's Here, my one one thing. Okay. I get where he's coming from, but I disagree. Yeah. Because... I'm going to lay out all the issues with this. It should be based on orders, not limited run. Because, uh, first of all, this is being put out through Diamond Comics. Uh, So I put in for some. Who knows if I'm going to get them? Yeah. And if shops are only getting one to three copies, how are you supposed to decide who gets it? Because I've already had more than one to three people ask me for a copy of this. Um, it's, a, it's an absolute nightmare for shops. Now, yeah. I realize some shops are just going to say we're not taking orders on it and they're going to sell it for whatever. Um, but man, I, it should have just been an open order. However many are asked for, that's how many they're going to print. And that much money will be going to Heroes Initiative. I think all they did was put a cap on how much this charity could have made. Um, it's it's really frustrating for a shop owner. Really frustrating. I, I get that, but I mean, it's also like it. We don't know all the logistics they had to go through. It could be Marvel and DC being difficult and say, "Yeah, we're only allowing this many." You know what I mean? Since well, then they're not Marvel money. and DC. Yeah, I mean. But this way, at least it still gets released. I still think it'd just be better off on their website versus trying to deal with the logistics of all of this and also going through Diamond. Yeah, it should be through Hero Initiative only. Yeah. Um, I'm actually pretty furious that we even have to deal with this at all because there's there's not one part of this is going to be fun for shops. Not a single part. 
Yeah. Except for the shops that are like up the price and making all the money. Well, some people are and try to exploit charity, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's it for our long-winded news section. So uh, now we're going to take our break. And when we come back, we'll talk comics. So we'll be right back. All right. Uh, welcome back, folks. If you wanted to hear Jake continue to complain <laughs> about the whole uh, JLA Avengers shenanigans, I'll say, uh, check out our YouTube channel. That is just Two Worlds Podcast on YouTube. Right now, Casey and I are going to talk about some comics. So, Casey, which books did you read this week? Okay, so I first got through last week's stuff of Hawkeye, Kate Bishop, number four. Uh, Strange Love Adventures, number one. Black Manta, six of six. Batgirls, number three. Mighty Morphin, number 16. The Amazing Spider-Man, 88 Bay. Uh, Hotel, The Joker, uh, number 12. Maestro, number one. Devil's Reign, four of six. And then this week's uh, Devil's Reign, Superior, four, number two. The Crimson Cage, number three of five. Hulk, number four. Power Rangers, number 16. What's the furthest place from here? Number four. The Amazing Spider-Man, 89. Aquaman, The Becoming, 6 of 6. Batman, The Night, 2 of 10. Iron Fist, number 1. The Flash, 779. And Primordial, number 6. What about you, buddy? I've got Wonder Woman, 784. Nightwing, 89. Uh, King Shark, number 6. Hellboy, Bones of Giants, number 4. Primordial number six, The Flash 779, Aquaman the Becoming number six, Iron Fist number one, and Batman the Knight number two. Right on. Okay, so I'm going to just really quick jump, and you can like hop in on any of this stuff if you are like, oh yeah, I read Hawkeye. I want to talk about that too, but I'm just a really quick run through the stuff that I read last, you know, from last week. But Hawkeye Kate Bishop number four. It's okay. It's fine. It's not that I would ever be like, yes, you guys need to be reading this. It's just like, if you like Kate, you probably would enjoy it, but something, like I said, nothing great about it. Um, I'm going to do Strange Love last because it was fun and stupid. Uh, Black Manta number six. I'm glad it's over and I'm just excited for Aquaman. You know, nothing like, again, it's just like Black Manta's cool. But his coolness can only like propel a book so much before you just get really tired of it. So I'm hoping Aquaman's gonna be better. Real Back quick, girls. real quick. Did that end in the same spot that the becoming ended? Oh, I wish that would have been so much cooler. Yeah. This one just kind of ends, you know, just has like a regular old ending. But uh Batgirls three, I liked it. I like the art. I'm enjoying the story. It's just a fun time. Mighty Morphin. Uh it, this is like pretty close pretty much the end of the altarian war it's cool we get a lot of neat stuff some characters from the uh, trade that you got me for christmas show up or at least one of them does which i'm like i thought that his reality got re- erased i don't know how he's here but they're all knew who he was so i'm like i'm missing so much but it's still a lot of fun <laughs> uh spider-man it's enter the slingers and it's 88 bay and this is kind of a letdown. It's like the, the old 90s 
spider-man like alternate identity guys that all had really cool costumes are there and i don't know wasn't into it uh hotel i liked it this is a fun cool kind of creepy book you know it's just it's a good time i'd be if you like horror i would recommend it the joker did you read joker uh no i actually didn't oh dude you need to this was actually really really good punchline was as bad as normal like you know you you can't be (laughs) expecting too much from it but i remember reading this there's a big reveal and i would love to talk about it with you but i can't but there's a big reveal of a character that i actually called and then i was like after read after another book came out i'm like oh it can't be this character and you know i'm not trying to spoil it for you but i'm like and but then it's revealed oh Casey was right. So I'm like, how the heck does this work in between these two books now? But yeah, I'm into it. Um, yeah, it's, it's good. It's still like punchline sucks. Um, Maestro is really, really good. If Especially if you read this other ones, you need to be reading this one. It just kind of continues the story. If you just want to find Peter David book, read it. And then Devil's Reign. You read Devil's Reign, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, I liked it. I mean, it's still just kind of dumb to me with the whole basically superhuman registration act but it's not it's completely different this time but the reveal that it was like um like tony stark was actually uh chameleon and stuff i thought that was funny mm-hmm. and but yeah it was it was fine but then the uh, strange love adventures so this is so such a stupid book and this like you have harley quinn telling a story about how she almost got married to black adam but then joker came a call and so then she went back to joker and then you had grod trying to learn how to be romantic so he seeks out iris's help to uh romance his gorilla girlfriend (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome yeah it's so so silly he's like i need to like she's obsessed with uh human culture so i need someone like that can show me how you know what romance in the human way is and like you guys are like the the most you know perfect um, you know a human couple i could think of so and they're like oh thank you it's so, like they <laughs> they take grod out on a date with his with his girlfriend and it's so stupid it's so funny um then we got peacemaker doing a valentine for his eagle <laughs> um the uh the blue beetle one it's like it's fine there's not much to it though and then there's like a fun little Shazam one that again, it's like, it's fine. It's not stupid enough. You know what I mean? Like you want it as dumb as possible, but then I think, I think it's by Devin Grayson. That's the one that I would say is like, yeah, there's one called uh, Alfred or it's Alfred in service. And it's by Devin Grayson. And this one's actually really good. It's just about, you know, Alfred's love for his kids basically and all that stuff. And it's, yeah it's pretty pretty nice and then the sergeant rock one kind of dumb and then riddler has one where it's just oh we're both losers on valentine's day batman let's drink together (laughs) (laughs) but yeah no i mean i would recommend it mostly just for the gorilla garage story it's so 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 silly I'm kind of mad because normally i would read these specials and the one time i don't you said it's great yeah, I mean, like, like there's some that are like, like, like I said, the, the Sergeant Rock and like some of the other ones are like, are they're fine, but that Grodd one, I was just like, because like that's the second story, because like the, the what, Harley one, I was like, this is dumb, and then I was like, this is really dumb. That's the point. Okay, cool, I'm here for it. Now. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> okay, 
So now I'll start with the uh, Devil's Reign Superior Four, and this is by Zach Thompson and uh, David Tinto on the art. And so, yeah, we get Doctor Doom, Doctor Ock going against the uh, this team up of Doc Doc Ox and stuff, and you know, he's just better than them. And he they all bend the knee to him except main Doc Ock, and he gets put away in prison. Looks like he breaks out next time, and he's gonna be going against all of them. It's fine. Like, I don't know. This is like pretty. I wish it, this should have just been a one shot. They should have just been like, oh, look, here you go. But I'm also not a Doc Ock <laughs> fan. I think if Dan Slott was writing this, he would make Doc Ock way more powerful. And like, I don't know. I just never thought, I've never liked Doc Ock as a character. And so this just is not doing it for me. So for that, six out of 10. Okay. Uh, I will do Wonder Woman 784. Uh, this is by Michael W. Conrad and Becky Cloonan with Marcio Takara on the art. And we get, uh, we get some more Shining Knight Wonder Woman action. Um, but Wonder Woman like finds the person that's making all these glass duplicates. Um, I forget what he calls himself. It's like the image master. It's not mirror master, but it's something like similar to that. Uh, but anyway, he just like traps her in like this pocket mirror world and like tries to convince her to, to stay there with him uh, for some reason. I don't know. It, it, it's kind of weak, but then it gets back to the duel with uh with shining knight whenever she breaks out of that and uh they're fighting for a while and then dead man shows up and she's got the lasso of truth around him and so between that and dead man they're like time to find out who it is and i wasn't i wasn't ready for it this is not what i thought at all it wasn't sir justin but it was siegfried who was her love interest during the asgard stuff a couple arcs back so he got pulled uh, through time by Dr. Psycho somehow to, uh, to do this. But anyway, they, uh, they get into a hospital because obviously fighting all the duplicate Wonder Womans and then the actual Wonder Woman, uh, you know, he was pretty beat up. But now this has got me thinking, it's going to be pretty weird with Steve. <laughs> it's like, what, what's going to happen with this weird... Uh, she clearly loves both of them sort of thing but uh you know it is what it is and then um dr psycho still has a wonder woman duplicate and so i think he's going to try to do something with that duplicate while diana's off doing like the trial of the amazon stuff and then he uh is also resurrecting villainy inc which I had never really heard of before, but he says the new villainy ink, which leads me to believe there's an old one. Um, but whatever. And then uh, the last part was just the, the final, final part of the uh, Artemis backup. And it's all just leading to the trial, the Amazon stuff. But, uh, but yeah, anyway, despite the like image master stuff kind of being filler, um, I love the stuff with 
shining night. I put that in quotes and uh, I'm really looking forward to where it goes both during the trial of the Amazons and afterwards too. And hopefully the creative team stays, but, uh, but I liked it a good bit. Um, so I'll go ahead and give it a, a seven out of 10. Right on, man. I can't wait for uh, Tom King to write all of the uh, shining nights. Uh, don't say that. Cause he would do that book. And uh, a vigilante as well. Like yeah. Cowboy vigilante. Yeah. All right. So next up is The Crimson Cage. Three of five by John Lees and Alex Cormack. And the art in this is outstanding. Uh, the, the way they do the territory stuff is really cool. He, the main dude basically sold out his best friend to you know keep his title longer and help his reign and you know the and in the process his friend just got brutally brutally murdered got his head chopped off and it was gruesome and like this art is just so good for the gruesome stuff and like they do a they have a wrestling match in it too and i mean like the way they do them wrestling each other just looks outstanding i really really like this book it's a lot of fun as a wrestling fan i think if you're a horror book fan, you'd also enjoy it. And if you're just a comic book fan, you, you want some good art, you'd enjoy it for that too. I think that's good storytelling. I'm going to give it an 8.5 out of 10. Nice. Uh, you can go ahead and do another one. I know you right. got a couple more than me. So next up would be The Hulk. And this is by Donnie Cates and Ryan Otley. And this is odd. Uh, so basically like, it shows what happened to the mutants in this other world that Bruce is in now. And it's just like they went, they, cause so like Tony Stark died of liver failure because he was in hiding and he drank, you know, drank himself to death basically. And so then they took a bunch of his tech, it looks like, and then they killed all of the mutants, attacked him with like these Iron Man sent, sentinels and also nuked them just to make sure that, you know, they never came back. <laughs> <laughs> and so then Hulk's like, well, what about he's like, oh, what about Moon Knight and Blade? And the, the other Bruce is like, those are just words. I don't know what this means. <laughs> <laughs> Which it's it's weird to have Blade and Moon Knight be like, okay, I get no mutants and no Tony Stark, but what about Blade and Moon Knight, the two best superheroes <laughs> that stop the <laughs> stop an evil president? Like, come on. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, he's Hulk jumps down there and he he's fighting them, but like their weapons are really good, so he has to amp the power up. And then um, Thunderbolt Ross is calling up other Bruce, and he's like, "Call off your thing because I got the kid here, and I'm gonna you know toss him down there if you if you don't." And so he's like trying to tell him to stop, and he's like, "And this is a big spoiler, but that was just kind of a neat twist." And he goes. Uh, you have to stop because this this kid he's he was my uh, assistant for a long time and then he got bit by a radioactive spider and I thought he could be like a thing to help fix everything and then Br other Bruce is like what type of radioactivity was this spider and then it just cuts this is the last page oh that's how nice. it ends I'm like yeah I'm just like this is pretty rad I mean <laughs> I'm like I'm really enjoying this book even though it's just like donny cases is like oh yeah let's ignore everything that happened over the last three years and we're doing our own thing which that's really annoying you could have just done this alongside it then had you know that be 
your multiverse book or whatever nonsense. But other than that, I like it. Uh, so this is another eight for me. I'm glad you're liking it. You need to get back on it, man. You know, I know, but like, I've I've literally sold out of every every issue, and I let go of my copy because I'm a nice yeah. guy. So it's like, it's issue four at this point. Do I just trade weight? Yeah, I, I mean, if you guys ever get like, you know, back like the, you know, second runs or whatever, you know, if they do the re, you know, whatever whatever you call it i'm blanking on words additional printings yes like a second (laughs) or third printing of it and just read it while you're sitting there you know and then catch up that way because it it is pretty outstanding yeah all right next i will talk about nightwing number 89 it's written by tommy taylor and bruno redondo tommy taylor sounds like a toy from the 70s it's like (laughs) We got our Tommy Taylor toy set. And you good? I mean, yeah, I was, just, I was just thinking about that. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, I just said it that way because he's just kind of getting old. But uh, anyway, it starts off with like a flashback story. Uh, New 52 era nightwing because he's got the black and red on uh and batman go to this cave and inside the cave is a young jonathan kent and it's just weird because like they find him and then batman goes outside takes off his cowl looks up in the sky and on his little headset goes superman we found him it's just like, I know that's like a weird thing to complain about, but like, if you're going to take off the cowl and why not just like continue to keep it personal and say, Clark, we found him or keep the cowl on, remain Batman and say, Superman, we found him. Yeah. That's just like a crazy minor gripe that most people are going to be like, shut up, Jake. But no, no, know. that's accurate though, because Batman isn't the type he's not spider-man and you know spider-man movies where there's like i have to take my mask off every chance i get like he he knows the importance of a secret identity right but at the same time like i realize that clark is his best friend and if, if they're gonna you know if it's gonna be personal then and but he also doesn't need to have a comm link either that's another thing that kind of annoys me he could i just say, know he could just say yo soups mm-hmm. get over here right <laughs> And Superman's like, why are you talking like that? Um, but you know, then Superman comes down and hugs him, and I don't know. John just talks about how he he knows he wasn't supposed to fly, but he wanted to fly anyway, and then he got lost and whatever. So, uh, you know, Dick takes off his mask too, and like gives him a sucker, and then like juggles for him while clark and bruce talk um john was just like i'm not this young you idiot stop it i don't (laughs) like i don't like juggling okay he uh we then go back and to current times and john is talking to uh I don't know how it works, like hologram Clark at the Fortress of Solitude. It's not really him, but it's like an AI of him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, 
and they have a conversation but john's like yeah this isn't the same so whatever uh and then the little robot there calex is that his name calex that's what it is the the robot that watches over the fortress sees this and goes to dick's apartment and it's just like mr grayson uh like and he and babs are sleeping it's like in the middle of the night so calex just breaks into the apartment while they're sleeping and uh wakes them up and he's just like you know Kal-El asked me to seek you out if uh, if his son ever needed you and he needs you now. I guess Kal-El saw that John was sad and needed to talk to somebody. So I, like he... the th- I like to think that Batman, because you know he keeps tabs on Nightwing. If he's like, he hears that while he's like watching over Nightwing sleeping, he just has like a tear coming down his eye. Like, why not me? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Uh, anyway... So that happens, and then John goes and meets up with his boyfriend, whose name I'm blanking on at the moment. Um, Yeah, I guess it's not important. Anyway. Pink-haired boy. Yeah, exactly. Those two go meet up with Dick Grayson because, you know, Dick's giving away money or whatever, and John's boyfriend is reporting on it. Um. But then some bad guys show up and start killing like superpowered people. Um, and now Nightwing and Superman are going to team up and stop that. And Superman picks up uh, like an energy trail and it leads to LexCorp. And that's how it ends. This is part one of a two part crossover. Can't wait to read the next issue of Son of Kal-El to see how it wraps up. Uh yeah, I just I I hate how these characters are written. It just it seems so off to me and it bugs me. So uh, you know, same crap as always when it comes to this book. So yeah. I'm gonna the the art as always is like 10 out of 10. Uh, but overall I think the story was stupid, so I'm gonna give it a four. I, I have a question. Like this isn't me crapping on it or anything, but like I, I never, not really a question, just even a comment. But it's like, how, how does Nightwing and Babs, how are they able to sleep at night? You think that they would have like times throughout the day that they could sleep, but they're supposed to be out saving the day at night. And also, why is Babs there when she should be with the bat, you know, with her kids? Right. <laughs> I don't know. I guess. I guess Tom Taylor just really wanted to show them in their Teen Titans and Batman pajamas because that's what yeah. they were wearing. And and I don't know. It's just like he he seems like he wants us all to see just like how caring and wholesome of a writer he is. But these character moments just feel off. They don't feel like good character moments. They're just... I mean- that that's been my problem with tom taylor for a while where he tries really hard for like character moments where it's just like it's not earned i think that's a big part of it it's just kind of like oh yeah like i mean just taking dark ages for instance it's like oh you're you're killing nick fury okay but we've not had really any time with him you're not actually earning the oh no this character died type of thing and it's the same thing with like his son of cal l it's like oh yeah you're just having him do these things you're not actually giving us any you know nothing for him to work off of it's just kind of like 
here it is. Don't you love me? (laughs) (laughs) Well, the answer from me is no, I don't. All right, but my next book, it's going to be Power Rangers, number 16, and this is by Ryan Parrott and Francisco Moore. Tariano and it, it this is just a lot of fun. I mean, it's weird because this is like basically the wrap up of the big war. Like the last one was like, oh yeah, the you know we won. This is like the aftermath of it basically, and it's really cool. It's funny because like I've I stopped liking Power Rangers earlier than most because I was the youngest kid. So like my older brother stopped liking it, I stopped liking it. But now like that I've been rereading this stuff or reading these comics and stuff. It's just kind of like hanging out with like a really old friend you haven't seen in years and like at first like this is a little weird but then like as i've been reading them more and more i'm like i missed you man this is really great (laughs) i like this a lot so yeah it's an eight out of ten i just really i'm really enjoying it good okay king shark number six it's written by tim seeley and art by scott collins it's the uh the finale of this mini series uh and basically the weird like mushroom fungus invader who has taken over uh what man king or king man whatever he goes by uh it's slowly like infected the other animal champions as well so um so king shark and Orca and Defacer and Bawana Beast are just fighting all this stuff and it's kind of goofy. But ultimately, uh, King Shark saves the day. And uh, then we get some post stuff where King Shark works out his, uh, his deal with Waller about being on the squad. Uh, but basically, he wants uh, Defacer to to go free so she doesn't have to be in jail anymore because they're besties and waller is typical waller and it's like you don't have any leverage i hold all the leverage and king shark eventually uh makes her agree to those and uh then at the end they go on vacation together basically king shark and defacer um king shark comes by on a helicopter and he's like i'm heading to hawaii to visit my mom you want to come we can have an actual trip together and so she agrees to that and uh well they kind of fly off into the sunset or whatever so it was like it wasn't a very good issue overall if i'm honest it was just like oh yeah our six issues is up and now we gotta just like wrap everything up and give everyone a happy ending so i got you uh it was rushed and not that well put together but i mean i still had a lot of fun overall with the series as you've known um so while i give like the issue a six i think overall the series is probably a solid seven um nice man if anybody just wants a dumb fun book or just really likes king shark check it out are there a lot of king shark fans out there or stands as people call them uh i don't know i feel like there were after suicide squad 2 came out yeah fair enough all right my next book is what's the furthest place from here issue four by tyler boss and matthew rosenberg book's weird and i I think um there's this joke that had me laughing they go to this carnival and they're looking around and then there's a kissing booth that says 
it's called something is kissing the children and says something's killing the children like hey they're gorgeous like um hi and it just had me had me dead that's hilarious but, yeah it this is like a fun kind of cool i mean honestly it's a hipster book i'm not gonna lie like you look at the art you look at the characters this is just like reeks of hipsterness but it's pretty cool uh it's pretty fun i'm like i'm hooked i would say you know people should be reading if they're interested in weird stories that are kind of like nothing i've ever read before so that's that's where like the the coolest part about it's like this is fresh it's new it's neat ideas and it's it's really cool and it's like one of those things where it's like i really don't know how to talk about it because it's so different so weird like even saga wasn't this levels of weird because like saga i could still be like oh it's like romeo and juliet but they lived and it's in star wars you know like that's like an easy way to talk about it. with this it's like they're a bunch of kids there's no adults there's these weird things that cover their faces that i don't know what they are and then they have records and you know like it's like it's like what are you are you having a stroke like that's how i feel when i talk about that book but it's still yeah. really enjoyable i'm gonna give it 8.5 i think people should be reading it all right uh next i've got hellboy the bones of giants number four it's written by mike mignola and christopher golden and the art's done by matt smith uh again final issue the series it's Hellboy fighting a bunch of undead frost giants, which is always fun. He's got the help of uh, some dwarves. And yeah, in the end, he's able to separate from Mjolnir. And then uh, he parts ways with the dwarves. And he's basically just like, uh, he just walks off away from everybody at the end. And they're like, uh, Abe, Abe says, Hellboy, promise me that next time we'll go somewhere warm. And he's like, Bali, baby, we're going to Bali. And then he walks off into the sunset. I know I've said that twice, but that's just what it is. At the end of the series. He, he, he came back and he's like, Bali, baby, Bali. And he goes back to walking. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's cool. I mean, the, the fight scenes against the Giants was incredible. And, uh, you know, I'll take Asgard stuff with Hellboy any day. So... Uh, I give this issue and probably the series as a whole an eight. I'm a little disappointed that because I mean like Hellboy, which it's like you're a new Hellboy fan, but you're still like you become like a pretty hardcore one. It's like that plus Asgardian stuff. Like I was hoping for at least a nine point five from you, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like Hellboy can get out there sometimes, but to like give him thor powers essentially it's just like it's kind of tough to come back from that at a certain point you know yeah, what i mean i got you uh, i mean an eight is still a strong score i know i was just saying it's like man this could be right up your alley all the way to a strike but it sounds like you know it was a seven ten split at the end yeah all right so next up it's the amazing spider-man number 89 uh, this is by Pat Gleason and Mark Bag. Yeah, Mark Bagley on the art. And like, I'll be honest, I'm not a big Bagley fan. And so this art really took it out for me personally throughout because it's just like, I don't know. This just does not look that good to me. Yeah, fair enough. So especially when you have Arthur Adams doing the cover. 
and then you go in it's badly on the interiors i don't know just not my cup of tea the story itself is kind of neat like spider-man's coming back into it and there's some you know you know there's stuff going on with ben riley and stuff and i'm excited still for what's going on with this series i'm i'm enjoying it and so yeah for that i'm playing with 7.5 out of 10 because the story itself is good it's just yeah i'm not feeling it and it's also like this does not need to be a weekly book at all like they could have easily because like they could have combined this with the last one where like because they, they still they cut back to that last issue where it's her breaking out or not breaking out but leaving where she was from killing all those people same stuff but just slightly different this time it's like don't need that especially for like if you're gonna do a weekly give me all new stuff every single week come on you know don't just be like no no we're gonna read redo stuff too right. for this three dollar book or whatever <laughs> All right, now I'm just good on what we did together, man. Yep, same. All right, what order do you want to do? I'll, I'll defer to the lady you choose. Okay. Just because my name's Casey does not mean I'm a lady. But uh, Aquaman the Becoming, uh, we'll do The Flash, Iron Fist, Primordial, and then Batman. Sure. All right. So, uh, Aquaman, The Becoming, number six. Lots of things wrapping up this week. Written by Brandon Thomas and art done by Serge Acuna and Diego Olortegui. Um, I thought it was fine. Glad that it's over. Ready for mm-hmm. Aquaman. <laughs> that's yep. pretty much all I have to say about that's, it. That's not the same... Uh... Like the way that the writer writes Aquaman with Jackson is awesome. But then like the rest of the character stuff, I don't really care that much about. Mm-hmm. And the end had me pretty darn stoked. Like I loved how Aquaman's is trying to help Jackson, even going to Black Manta for it. Cause like, you know, that's what he's doing. He's not just going there just to drink with them. Yeah. But <laughs> no, that, the ending was the best part for sure. Yeah. And I mean, I will say this too. I never watched Young Justice really. So I don't have much, you know, knowledge of Jackson. And so like, this is actually like a pretty good, in my opinion, like way of getting into Jackson. Cause like, I've never once disliked the character. I've just disliked kind of the story, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. So it's like, I just don't like, there's like oh, a story could be better, but Jackson's still pretty cool. So if you're like, I want to get into this character, I would say jump onto this even though like the main thing you know it's like it's a good character read i'll say that yeah i mean it's nothing definitely nothing wrong with the story it's just uh yeah it's fine yeah so what are you rating that man uh i'll I'll give the issue like a six but the series is seven i'm at a 6.5 for both it's just like it never really knocked my socks off outside like the first issue like all the like regular you know the, the two aquaman together stuff i was like yeah, everything else is like, eh. Right. But, you know. So next up is going to be The Flash. And there is a whole list of people on this book. So I got to try to find the page. But uh, I know Jeremy Adams is writing it for sure. And I have it if you'd like. You do? Oh, I think I found it. Um, Fernando Passarin and Matt Ryan on the art for one for pages one through two seven through nine twelve through nineteen 
Brent Peoples for pages three through uh, six, 10 through 11, 20 through 22. <clears throat> so what were your thoughts on this, man? Uh, yeah, it was pretty entertaining overall. I I really like the stuff at the end with the Spectre because it just Dang. felt like, you know, an early 2000s DC book. <laughs> And honestly, the art style kind of looks like an early 2000s DC book as well. Um, also, you know, the, the kids stuff was better when Flash was involved because I like how he interacts with them as opposed to them just being on their own and taking out yeah. Mammoth for no reason. Um, also, maybe maybe it's because I'm only jumping in on this arc, but I didn't know that that was Animal Man's daughter. You didn't know until this issue. Oh, okay. Cool. I mean, like, because I, I don't think it ever said her last name. It might have, but I don't remember it. Like, that would have been a kind of a tipping, yeah, like, oh, like, oh, yeah. But I don't remember her ever being as much of a jerk as she was in this. Right. But yeah, so she just, like, when she does the deer thing, I'm like, is that what I think it is? Because they always talk about her having power, you know, like the when they're in the last issue, like, two peak two with powers. I'm like, I wonder who her, you know, parents are that would she would have powers and then because I, I i expected it to be like a villain you know related thing right. and then sure then i was like oh that's cool but then like clearing him a path as he's counting to 10 was a pretty cool like sequence yeah um, and i like the gym world stuff uh you know it, it was kind of silly the, those leaguers getting tossed around but you know it's mind control so whatever what can you do yeah now i will say i'm just just curious for your opinion since you are the gym world you know gym guy um how do you feel about like it seems like it was just kind of like them going ah gym world eclipse uses a gym let's just toss them together or is it was it like actually pretty okay as a gym world okay it was, it was just they needed a, a different place to be. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But I liked it overall. I liked seeing Buddy's daughter. I hope Buddy Baker pops up in it. That'd be super cool. I don't think he will, but, you know, a, a boy can dream. Yeah. I'm going to give an 8.5. I, I really am enjoying this new Flash series. Yeah, I'm at about a 7.5, uh, but... It's good enough for me to like want to keep reading it and it's good to like want to read Flash again. Yeah. Especially after like when you picked up the first issue, you're like, I'm good. And then I was like, it actually got good, man. Yeah, and it did. I'm glad. <laughs> All right. So next we've got Iron Fist number one. Um, that's oh, here we go. It's written by Alyssa Wong with art by Michael. I don't know how to say that YG Yeag. or Yeag, however you yeah, say it. That'd be my guess. Uh, but anyway, I was talking to Casey about this earlier. I was ready to not like this book because I'm a salty comic book fan that I wanted Danny Rand to be Iron Fist, but I actually liked it quite a bit. Um, you know, this is full spoilers. Most people knew already, but just wanted to warn you just in case. But Swordmaster. Uh, is the new Iron Fist. And dude, I gotta say, the costume they gave him is chef's kiss. Mm -hmm. It was awesome. Uh, like, the only real downside to this book for me is I don't like how Danny is drawn. 
mm-hmm. everyone else i think looks cool danny just looks terrible and at times like and the even the colors they don't really do him justice like he'll turn you know brown hair blonde all these different color you know different colored hair throughout the fight so i'm like man you need to be more busy fighting instead of change your hair color bro but <laughs> yeah i mean he's just kind of just drawn like like a high school jock you know? yeah but i thought it was neat like first off the way danny's written is really good and Swordmaster, i i didn't know that it was going to be him i didn't know I, I didn't pay attention to any of the spoilers going into this so i was like oh that's so cool that they brought him back because i remember after we read that we both were like boy I like that guy. It's too bad they killed him, you know? <laughs> right. So, yeah, I thought that was cool. Plus, it sounds like Danny's going to be pretty much involved throughout this series, which makes me happy. Yeah, same. What would you give it? I'm really thinking probably 8.5, but closer to 9. It's just the art kind of was throwing me by other than that. I really loved it. Yeah. I'm at a 9 myself. That was one of the best ones I read this week. And speaking of best ones we read this week, Primordial, number six by Jeff Lemire and Andre Sorrentino. I mean, I've loved like every issue except for the, maybe the first one I wasn't blown away by, but everyone after that, I've just, the art in it's so cool. The, the story, it's so weird. But at the same time, like, but when by the time I was done reading it, I'm like, good, I'm, I'm happy. Like I was just made me, you know, joyful which is a good thing to feel from a comic book what do you think man i loved the last and second to last pages but how we got there made no sense like no it's just out there there's just nothing is explained honestly it really isn't but like i don't know i uh, it bugs me it bugs me like it's good but like like give us something to kind of make sense like just say the ship is god and can do anything like give me something it's just the monkeys like i can fix it and then it's the end <laughs> yeah i mean for me personally with this type of book where it doesn't really explain anything throughout we're just kind of having to connect the dots on our own and all this type of stuff for me personally it i don't need the over nothing to connect there's well, nothing I mean, to like, connect. It's just, just in everything that they've done so far, it's all been kind of out there and weird. So it's like this kind of stays true to it. It's one thing where they're then like, no, this is how it is now. But like his whole book has just been out there and weird, except for maybe the first issue. Like as soon as the dogs, dog and monkeys went in outer space, it's just like Andre Sorrentino is going to do some crazy stuff with art. You're going to love it. And the story is going to be weird, but you're going to love it. And I'm like, okay, you're right. Good job. <laughs> uh i you know you're we're gonna be way different on this yeah, i'm giving this issue a five yeah i'm at a 10 i like i said i loved it all right and then finally we've got batman the night number two and this is written by chirp Zdorksky, and art is done by carmine de gian domenico Casey, what do you think of this one? It was all right. It was fine. Uh, one thing I think is kind of funny that the first page where it's like the dude comes home, but since the way they did the art, they did like, you know, sequence. So it's like, oh, he's here and now he's here. But I read it as like this dude came home to his husband 
and then he walks in he sees like their son tied up and blood everywhere so i'm like he's just like husband what did you do you know like and i had to reread it like oh okay now i'm just stupid because he's like cheryl he's yeah he's like if it's too late to go out we can always order in and then he like looks in there and this is his son's tied up and he's just like oh no (laughs) wait we we read that very differently i know i like i said i reread it and i was like oh okay i'm just stupid (laughs) uh i actually thought it was cool i think it's neat bruce dealing with uh the realization that oh if i want to stop criminals i kind of need to figure out how to be a criminal and get in that mindset so he teams up with this uh this gal from paris and uh yeah i don't know i just i thought it was neat he's trying to stop this i don't know which i guess a serial killer yeah he's a serial killer and um you know that all kind of ties in by the end of it but overall i i really liked it yeah i mean it's just it's the stuff we've gotten before though really you know it's like oh he's being trained by this person so he can learn to sneak and the only difference is this time now he wants to make out with his his teacher and you know it's just like oh yeah so that's why he likes catwoman bringing back his you know old old trainer vibes <laughs> yeah I mean, it may be stuff we've gotten before, but Zadarsky knows how to write a character and it's That's still true. enjoyable, even if we've gotten yeah. it before. So, uh, yeah, for me, that one is a nine. Yeah, see, this is a 7.5 for me. It's just, it's perfectly fine. I think people will enjoy it for sure, but, you know, it's not reinventing anything that we've gotten about 10 times already. All right. Well, what are you excited for next week? Oh, I am excited for... I've not even looked over the email yet, so this will be good. Oh, Action Comics, uh, for sure. I know Saga comes out, so that one. And Action Comics, that's... A, that's I'm going to go Ghost Rider also, because about time we get another Ghost Rider book. Let's hope it's good. I hope so, too. And for me... um, I'll do Task Force Z for sure. Probably Silk, uh, number two, and then, uh, man, I would say Action Comics, but just to throw something different out there, I'll go. I'll go DC Vampires. Yeah, There's a lot nice. out this week, but uh, there really is. But lots of good stuff. So, all right, Casey, fantastic four time, and uh, I took over again. I know. It's gonna be your. It's gonna be your thing now. Yeah. One of us has to be the idea man. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right, Casey. Love was in the air this week with Valentine's Day. So give me your four favorite comic book couples. I always liked Wally and Linda. Because those two, it's just like, this is like a common theme. It's always like, it's never like, oh man, are they going to work? Like the one time like Linda left them for a little bit was when her specter how erase everyone's memory of who wally was and it just kind of messed everything up and so like he erased even wally's memory of it so when he showed her like all of those memories came back she's like 
whoa, I gotta go. And then, <laughs> but then she comes back and then they're good again. And then like, same thing with Barry and Iris outside of the, uh, the old CW show, Iris is awesome. And just very, you know, like very cool and supportive. And it's like, and Barry's like, yeah, I'm pretty cool and supportive too. And so I, you know, and then, uh, we are cool and supportive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh superman and lois because again there's like a cool stable to like oh yeah we're both awesome people that you know are together and then last one it's gonna be ralph and sue you know outside of i knew that was gonna be on your list <laughs> outside of identity crisis they've always been just you know great love story <laughs> <laughs> thanks brad Meltzer. yeah what about right. you, man? Well, all four of mine come from DC. Mine too. Yeah. Uh, we've got Hawkman and Hawkgirl, because that is a love that uh, that expanded multiple lifetimes. They always find each other, and I think that's great. And I'm going to go with uh, Dick Grayson and Barbara Gordon. I like their dynamic. Starfire is fine too. I like the two of them. You know, I was hoping that was gonna be like your next one. My other one is Dick and Starfire. <laughs> no, it's my not. third one is Dick and Huntress. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that one because I did like them in the '90s comic. <laughs> uh, but no, the next one then is Mister Miracle and Big Barda, and then uh, last one I'm gonna go Tim Drake and Stephanie Brown. That was a uh, a roller coaster of a relationship, but one that was pretty real for the most part, uh, apart from parents being heroes and villains. And uh, it was just a joy to read. So, except like, I mean, the only time where that one really sucked was like towards the end, where it was just like DC doesn't know what to do with Stephanie or or Tim. So it's just like a flat, you know, like two mile per hour roller coaster where it's like, okay. Oh, it's, it ends all the way over there. Well, <laughs> we got this for a good bit. Right, I agree. But when it's good, it's real good. Okay. That's the end of the episode. Yeah, man. So uh, let's go through the closing plugs. If you would, please go to facebook.com slash two worlds podcast and give the page a like. You can also follow us on Twitter at two underscore worlds underscore PC and on Instagram at two worlds pod. You can email us at two worlds podcast at gmail.com. And if you would, please go to our YouTube channel and subscribe. That is just two worlds podcast on YouTube. And leave us a comment about who you think is the best couple in comic books. And, you know, if it's not blue and gold, then we won't hear it. <laughs> I know. I almost thought about saying that, but I was like, maybe he will. I mean, you know, their love transcends time, if you ask me. That is absolutely true. All right. Well, we'd love to stay in chat, but we have to go seal the three tails, and that's going to take us a while. So we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. All three of them. Bye, guys. <laughs>